what can you podcast about? And if this is, you know, an individual or a business, I think it's it's broadly the same exercise is that you, you literally take a bit of paper, you put a line down the middle and you, you put, you know, what you're really passionate about down on the left hand side, you know, what you love. And on the right hand side, you write down, you know, what kind of expertise or knowledge you have. And then you just join the dots, your simple exercise. You know, what can you talk about? I'm passionate about this and I know something about this. So for me, it was like, okay, um, I love rugby. Um, I've got a rugby coaching qualification. Therefore, I could do a podcast about rugby or literally I love podcasting. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> so I've got a podcast agency. Why don't I launch my own podcast? So, you know, there's really simple exercise that I think people could do because so so many times people get stuck on knowing what they can actually podcast about and then you know if you still don't feel comfortable thinking you know and we get this you know that whole imposter syndrome of like you know I can't speak about anything I'm not knowledgeable I'm not an expert on anything it's like okay just discuss a topic that's in the news be a bit of a DJ you know put your slant on something that somebody else has already created and own that because that's your opinion on that piece or get together with a number of other people and discuss it. Make it even easier. Bring other people into the equation. You know, I co-host two other podcasts, and one of them is with two friends, and that's the easiest podcast in the world. You know, just sitting there with two two friends interviewing somebody else. Welcome to the Quick Win CEO Podcast. And the aim of this series is to talk to entrepreneurs and experts to help you understand the key concepts for your business, along with three quick wins that you can take away and apply to your business today. And every week, we'll be finding out about the entrepreneur themselves and diving into a different but important topic. And if you haven't checked out the podcast already, please do. There's five episodes already, including What is Coding with Melanie Shatinsky, if you want to get started with coding, how to prototype with Spence Earth, perfect if you want to get started with building an app, what is cloud accounting with Darren Fell from Crunch, and also how to create content with Toby Moore. But today it's all about podcasts and how it can help your business. And we have the privilege to talk to Alex Chisnell, the owner of a number one entrepreneurial podcast called Screw It, Just Do It with over 300 episodes and charting worldwide. You're in for a treat. Alex is the definition of consistency. On a weekly basis, Alex asks world-famous entrepreneurs about the startup journey and what advice they can give fellow entrepreneurs. And his guests include Huel founder Julian Hearn, Dragon Piers Linney, and Grenade founder Julia Barrett. Alex is now teaching his podcast secrets in his course, Ultimate Podcast Mastery. It's going to be an interesting episode, learning from the owner of a number one podcast. So here we go, Alex Chisnell. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Are you excited for today? I am. I am indeed. Be looking forward to this. So thank you for me for ha- having me on your show. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of these... Um, meta type inception uh, things where we got a podcast expert talking about podcasts. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah, for I, tagging. Good for hashtags. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for coming on the show. So let's just get stuck in and straight uh, onto you know the podcast. Um, so firstly, tell me the last thing that you read or watched or did that left an impression on, on you. It could be like a Netflix series, a funny video, a book that you read. It could be anything. Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's an easy one, actually. I, I literally heard somebody talking about this book on, I think it was Saturday, Sunday. Um, and I was like, right, that is the, I don't know, nth amount of time I've heard people mention that book. Clearly, I need to order that book. So I literally just ordered it on Amazon. Got it the next day, and um, James Clear, Atomic Habits. I literally cannot put it down. It's amazing. It's that good. Wow. It's that good. It is literally just you know those one percent incremental gains in your life, in your business, in your podcast that lead you know compounded over time lead to astronomical results if you're consistent, of course. Well, that's just like the intro. Consistency is the name of the game, right? Especially with success. 
I mean, you talk to a lot of these entrepreneurs and they always say, you know, it's the fact that they just get up every day and they do the grind. And I especially know that you do 75 hard. So, you know, all about grind. So, hey, yeah, I've even got it on. Right? <laughs> that wasn't planned, by the way. That wasn't on brand. Yeah. yeah. No, but, it, it um, is, for me, it's the biggest key. 100%. It's just, it's just turning up and put, putting the work in, even if you don't feel like doing it, you, 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 you just have to. And you, for me, it's always you just think, you know, what is my competition doing right now? They're probably lying in bed. They probably rolled over, hit snooze. So you just think, let's do the opposite. Let's crack on. Makes sense. Absolutely. And it's about the uh, it's, it's the, the the kind of people that actually keep going and keep doing it. They're the ones that succeed, right? They're the they're the ones that don't quit. So let's understand a bit more about you. Um, so what is it that um, you do, and what's your business that do? We we had a bit bit of an intro at the beginning, but probably better coming from your uh from yourself yeah so so literally i've um completely changed what i do and gone all in on on podcasting and i originally started out you know over 25 years ago going from uni to the bbc um you know my first interview was with lennox lewis at the time you know heavyweight champion of the world um and then fast forward now to where I am, and it it kind of feels like I've come full circle because I'm still in audio. It's just got a different name. It's called podcasting. So I feel you know really comfortable. I can kind of look back and see how the the, the, the dots join up in my life. And and now um, I, I essentially have a business called Podpreneur, um, which helps entrepreneurs launch their own podcasts and leverage the power of podcasting and you know increase their credibility and authority in their space um and ultimately um sell more of the products and services that, that they want to do so i mean how did you get started with the doing the podcast i mean what, what was it that just said you know today i'm going to do a podcast it was literally listening to finding a podcast and i've no idea how i found it if it was random if it was a recommendation a podcast called how i built this by npr with a host called guy raz and literally every monday uh, at 6 a.m when i woke up this podcast would be there waiting for me and it would tell the story of the world's most successful entrepreneurs you know everybody seemed to be a billionaire or a trillionaire and the stories were incredible um but i thought some of these people have retired 20 years ago sold their businesses 20 years ago retired laid on a beach and whilst a lot of that advice that they're giving is timeless a lot of it is not actually relevant because there was no online world there was no social media in a lot of these examples and i think you know the, the world has changed. I saw an opportunity that I wasn't trying to better it. I was trying to find my own niche. And at the time, I was working with Virgin Startups, Richard Branson's not-for-profit, um, and I was a delivery partner for their for their loan schemes, a mentor, a business advisor. And I thought, why don't I shine the focus on those people starting out in the world at the very for, you know beginning of their business and shine a light on some really exciting startups out there and I just recorded interviews with people that I was already working with. And then I just grew it from, from outside of that initial um, initial launch strategy. That's fantastic. I mean, it just shows you that if you keep, um, like I said, being consistent and growing and, and just seeing that, that kind of niche or that opportunity and then being consistent, you can achieve anything. So, I mean, we kind of understand roughly what it is that you, you do, but as an entrepreneur, kind of what's that nitty gritty part of you that, you know, what's that thing that makes you get out of bed in the morning? Is What's that thing that inspires you, that gives you that motivation? Um, I think it's probably a couple of things. One is is definitely my, my family uh, wanting to give them um, everything as much as I can, you know, as in, you know, the best life that I can possibly give them, uh, the, the more opportunities. I know that if, if I work hard, and I'm successful and I have successful clients that I work with, that's only gonna feed into that and, and create more opportunities. Um, but, you know, I think maybe selfishly, what I've recognized just from the people that um, I speak to, sometimes you just need to do stuff for yourself and literally prove that you, you can do something. And for me, I'm, I am competitive in, in everything that I do and I'm almost 
I feel it's almost in a competition with myself. That's that's what drives me, just just to be better, just to be better than last month and last year than the last 10 years. And um, I've got to that stage, you know, lockdown pandemic has been for me. Yes, there's been negatives, but there's been so many positives. And I've just rediscovered so many of the things that I used to like doing um, as a kid or as a young adult, be that, you know, sport, music related that I've rediscovered rekindled friendships um so for me you know that that's been a massive positive but it's also made me realize that we do only get one shot at this um you know i've people close to me i've seen you know get covid nobody close has died but you see you know people dying all over the world countries shutting down and you just think man if we only get one shot at this then you know i don't know if you can live each day like it's last i think that you know i, I don't necessarily subscribe to that but i do think try and pack as much adventure excitement opportunity in, into every day you've got if you can if you can when you're locked down you know but i, I that's what gets me out of bed is, is literally you know adventures my family and, and trying to prove stuff to myself i think it's really interesting you're talking about you know the fact that um we have one life and we need to live it and I was listening to a, a podcast, Stephen Bartlett. Um, just he's just done his twenty twenty roundup, and he basically was saying exactly that. It's like he's looking at people and he's saying, "What are you doing with your life? You know, we have this short amount of time." Um, and he got really angry with himself and other people that you know we waste all this time every evening, every day, um, without fulfilling what what it is that we really want to do in our lives and uh, and we just kind of carry on and i think that's why i started a podcast is for me it was about challenging myself growing keep moving forwards but mainly because i've always said i wanted to do it and unless i actually went out and did it um and started living what i wanted to live um then you know I was essentially be wasting my, my time and, and I feel like I'm just treading water until the inevitable end. But that, that got really dark really quick, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Stephen was the first ever guest on my show and it was literally four years to the day. It was January um, when, when I hosted him on, on the show. Um, and very interestingly, I've, uh, you know, the three, three founders at Social Chain, the company that he literally took from zero to a 200 uh, million IPO last year and I had Hannah Anderson um, one of the other co-founders come and speak at my event um, in Bournemouth that I do every year and then bizarrely by some completely strange quirk of fate and circumstance um, on two days ago I ended up co-hosting um, a live event online with Dom Chapman, his co-founder who walked out having done uh, a 200 million pound um, IPO and left the company at age 28 with a ridiculous success story on his hand. So it's funny that you mentioned Stephen because I've literally just had an amazing hour chatting to Dom. So it's interesting, man. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I think Stephen is one of, he's, he's got a key to my heart. That's, I just love the way he um, explains stuff in a raw way and he, he gets to the nitty gritty of it so if anyone's listening to this podcast definitely check out Stephen bartlett's you'll love it uh, the diary yeah. isn't it the secret diary. diary of a ceo yeah and obviously you've got to listen to alex chisnell's screw it just do it i mean that's the the main reason i'm here you're the first <laughs> did you know you're the first podcast i ever listened to I didn't know that. I didn't no, know. It's funny because I gave my one, like how I built this. That was definitely the first one I listened to. And uh, yeah, now I never knew that. That's cool. That's, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you, you inspired me. And then obviously I saw you on uh, on LinkedIn doing this podcast mastery course and I had to get on it. So yeah. uh, that's why we're here today. So anyway, let's let's talk about podcasts, right? Let's let's talk about the thing that you're the expert. You're the the guru, the genius when it comes to podcasts. Um, and obviously, you built this amazing business, but you also built this amazing podcast, which is number one um, on several categories. Um, and it's it's also charted around the world. How many countries are you in now? Um, do you know what? And I, I should doing what I do, and it's so you know data driven. And um, I should take more note of this. But we did we did an end of the year um, roundup. Um, literally only last week, and I had no idea that in 2020 we had a number one rated show in 10 countries in the world, a number 10 rated show in 70 
which completely blew me away in 70 countries and in total 149 countries download the show so i can't i'd love to get to 195 obviously in every country in the world but um you know small gains over time <laughs> i mean there's probably some countries that barely have internet so uh, True. it's pretty impressive <laughs> True. Yeah. it's still pretty impressive but um i mean i've always said that once the other half of the world uh, gain the internet because they say that only 50 percent of the world have the internet um what is that going to be like and especially for these um creative mediums that we have um you know like podcasts streaming videos youtube that's going to be phenomenal where we entrepreneurs are basically going to be born it doesn't matter where they are they could be born in their room with a decent camera and an internet connection um so i think that's well a phone right so they could do it on their phone yeah so i think i think that's the future i'm quite and, excited and to see see that and i add clubhouse into that as well and you've literally got you know in your phone a live events talk radio versus meets live podcasts literally in your pocket where you can mm -hmm. literally jump into a room um and you know last night this was in you know insane i was on the app last night and i'm in a room invited onto the stage to speak and next to me virtually on the stage i look to my right there is tony robbins okay and to my left is eric sue who does the marketing school podcast with um Neil Patel, wow. there's Paris Hilton, there's Grant Cardone, there's Lewis Howes, there's Pat Flynn. And I'm thinking, what the hell have I been invited up to the stage for? And I just thought, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to keep wow. quiet and just listen because I am in the presence of, you know, absolute genius. So I literally just sat there and the only time I spoke, they started talking about, and I've forgotten the name of the title, but they started speaking about a Daniel Priestley book. And I was like, and I, I literally just unmuted myself and went, we should get Daniel Priestley into this room. And somebody went, is he on Clubhouse, the host? And I went, yeah, do you want me to get him? Because I'm I'm connected to him. And he went, yeah. So I literally <laughs> got, got his number because um, he was at Festival Enterprise last year, which I was uh, a director at. And I literally called him on his mobile and said, Daniel, these guys are speaking about your book and these are the people who are in the room. You need to come in the room and have a conversation. And literally within, you know, two or three minutes, he's on his mobile. Again, you know, just pinged himself. Like you're talking about the future of technology in your phone. This is this is it in action. You know, boom, Daniel Priestley parachutes into the room and tells them all about his book. You know, and no doubt off the back of that, not only did he increase his, you know, credibility and his authority, he made connections with, you know, incredible people and he probably sold a few books at the same time <laughs> that's fantastic i mean it just shows you the uh the, the power of being connected right so that so that that's, exactly. a, that's a, yeah you've got to be connected and i suppose doing a podcast is opening all my connections as well i've noticed um and and also that ability i mean i haven't actually played um uh, used clubhouse before um just because you need to be invited right you, you got to get have an invite. Yeah, so, there are a million people on it apparently in the world, which is again blows my, blows my mind at, at that point. But yeah, but that's the thing, right? So you're going to be invited to go on to Clubhouse. So that means the top one percent or how many percent are actually using uh, Clubhouse, which means that you can be on the stage of the likes of Tony Robbins and, and you know Paris Hilton, because that clearly they're going to be inv invited first before anyone else. Yeah. So um, early adopters, you know. So if if you can get on Clubhouse, get on it. Uh, absolutely, and and it, you know they will open this up. I've heard it's April that they're opening the floodgates. So those people are on there now, uh, you know, building their followings. I mean, bizarrely, um, I've, I've jumped off. Where's my phone gone? I'm actually on stage <laughs> on Clubhouse now with Rob Moore from the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast and Sabrina Stocker from, from the uh, Apprentice finalist and a bunch of other people on there. So I've literally kept myself on stage and um, jumped on to speak to you. And I just thought, this is the future, man. And, you know, this this is and, and whether this would have happened um, outside of the pandemic, you know, how many businesses are there mm. that, you know, it's the right product at the right time for the right people who are looking for connection, which you mentioned earlier, you know, and I think that's been the biggest lesson or one of the biggest lessons from this time is, is human connection and bringing people closer. And again, this thing, 
making the world even smaller again and those connections far easier to, to have. And people having access to those people who they before thought were inaccessible, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Especially with social media, you're um, you're looking at the ability to actually engage and, and comment and like, you know, the entrepreneur or the, the famous person that you're actually uh, wanting to talk to. And, and sometimes they see you and sometimes you can engage with them and they reply to you. I mean, I noticed Stephen Bartlett does that. He, he comes on, he, he goes through a load of uh, comments and he comments and it, and it makes you feel heard, I guess. And mm. I suppose without, without social media, with this, wouldn't have been possible you would have to go through the agent or, or whatever and then and that's never going to happen so no, um no, that's no, what no, i love no, about no. social media and it, it allows people it that have it allows people that has a talent to actually uh, get out there it is that that you know that's the point i was just talking about that in an interview that i've just done for for my for my show earlier today um with a former rugby player to retire because of concussions and now he's brought out a tropic that addresses you know like brain health um, and we were just saying that, you know, one, the positive, it, it, it gives a platform for people, but the negative, it, it gives a platform for those people who've got negative things to say as well. So mm-hmm. it, it's that whole thing, isn't it? The pros and cons of, of, of everything of like that, these platforms. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So let's talk about the definition of a podcast for people, you know, that are tuning into this. What is the definition of a podcast? What, what is it to you? What is it to me? I, I think for, uh, for me, it's being able to have your own 24-7 radio show in your pocket that anybody can access anywhere in the world at any time on any device, essentially. Um, I can't think of a more articulate way to, uh, to describe that. But I, I think, you know, maybe because my background in radio, that's how I kind of look at this as... Um, you know the ability for anybody to to have their own radio show and it just being instead of it you know it is on demand you know it's it's amazing I, f- I find it transformative and and maybe you know hopefully clubhouse is complementary to that and it's not just the next iteration of that already because you know podcasts have only i think exploded in you know the public consciousness definitely in the last i would say year to two years prior to that they were very quiet until about, you know, 2015, maybe most people hadn't heard a podcast. And then now they've probably like a third growth, third stage of growth that they've enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, a podcast is basically a radio show that's on the internet, but with um, niche topics, right? Cause that's, a, that was the thing about radio shows that they never really had um, a very niche topic. They were just, um a category or 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 just some kind of show that they do one off um but there's so many and it gives everyone a voice um so if you're particularly passionate about something then obviously you can just start a talk show right and you're never going to get that anywhere else um and i think that's and i think as well it's because it's an early medium um people have got a better stage as well right they can they can get it out there yeah and people you know and i hear this maybe more so because the Americans are again so far ahead of us in in the growth of podcasts, and then cut in there, I think in the UK it's something like you know twenty six percent or something. But in the US it's way over fifty percent, and it's like, hey, everyone's got a podcast, and it's like, yeah, but it's exactly the reasons you said, Chris, that because you can niche down and people are looking for those niche topics, there's a podcast for everyone, and there's. You know, I mean, it was crazy this year. It literally went from um, 850,000 podcasts in January uh, 2020 to a million podcasts on, I think it was like April the 26th, 2020. And then literally um, the last I saw was towards the end of 2020. It was like 1,800 something. And so probably now recording this, it's it's in and around the 2 million mark. And people think that's insane. That's loads. And it's like, no, it's not. Population of the UK is like 60 odd million. The world's population is whatever it is, 7 billion. It's like a drop in the ocean compared to how many people are on YouTube and trying to, you know, get their voice heard, get their message out there, trying to achieve their mission. It's literally like a grain of sand on a beach, I think. It definitely seems like it. And especially with, um, I mean, I looked at a stat that in 2018, it was 500,000 podcasts. And, yeah. and obviously, is now what, you know, quadruple growth in two years 
I think that's insane. Um, and obviously that's going to keep growing. And obviously YouTube is, uh, what is it, a billion users? Yes, a billion right. users. Mm. I mean, the, the mind fuddles with that kind of uh, number. But um, mm. I mean, it, let's let's talk about podcasts as a medium then, and it, why it's so exciting. Because obviously, um, you know, people are looking at this and going, um, "Well, isn't podcast just like a radio show? Why why is that any better than you know doing a video or, or something like that?" But I think um, looking at the stats, like the 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 growth in this the areas of like spotify where you know joe joe rogan has been paid a hundred million to mm. move his podcast to the platform and also they just signed up kim kardashian i think as well yeah and, and, um, and the royals and the megan yeah yeah so and they're investing big money into to podcasts so if they think there's a hundred million pounds worth or dollars worth of uh of of value to, to get joe rogan on the spotify platform that's that's pretty pretty mad and obviously the the other celebrities as well i mean in, in terms of um platforms as such i mean you, obviously you look at apple podcasts and you look at spotify what, what do you think they um how many would go on apple podcasts is, is it is it a lot higher than something like spotify uh the last information you know i heard i saw like, i always follow like Acast. you subscribe and you, you, you get and pod track is, is the other one you get literally like a daily um 60 second update on you know what what's happening and mm. towards sometime in 2020 apple's share of the market dropped below 50 percent and spotify have been you know as the second biggest player um have been eating into that and then you've got a whole bunch of other guys you know um the likes of a soundcloud and, and stitcher and iHeartRadio and all these other guys that there's probably i don't know another dozen that, that make up that but for me that the interesting thing here is literally just happened in the last um since september last year when amazon decided to to make a move into podcast and it's it's the same reason you know spotify did it's like you know spotify we've got all this music on the platform um if our users are listening but they want to go and listen to a podcast they've got to leave our platform mm -hmm. and go to apple well Amazon have done the same thing. You know, they've got Amazon Music, they've got Audible, their books, but if somebody wants to listen to a podcast, they've got to hop off the Amazon platform. So instead, uh, and this was literally, this was January um, 2021, this, this month, this year that we're recording this, um, they decided to buy um, a production company. So they're following the same strategy that Spotify did in the last two years, that are buying up production companies. So they're getting exclusive content you can only get on their platform so they're hoping to attract an audience a bit like joe rogan that already listened to his show so you can only get that content by going to amazon and then you know surely they're going to do the same they're going to sign up some you know big a-listers again and just have that exclusive content on there and then start buying up more production companies to keep churning out um more products and you know we even saw in the last year or so tv companies um taking a podcast and turning it into a tv program or a radio show it's like that's completely flipped the world on its head which is super interesting and you know it is only a, a force of, of of innovation surely and the fact that bbc you know radio do their own podcast i mean says says its own thing doesn't it really don't have to add any more to that no that, absolutely i mean that that, that I hadn't heard about that, that people who had a podcast are actually turning it into a TV show. That's, yeah. that's amazing. And, yeah. And lucrative. And I think, <laughs> and I think uh, when you're looking at it, you, you can see why, because a podcast is such a lower barrier to entry, right? Exactly. I mean, the production value is nowhere near as high or needs to be as high for, for a, um, a podcast than it does for a TV show. So um, it makes perfect sense. Like it's the MVP, right? You're, you're validating that this actually uh, solves the problem or people are getting entertained by this podcast and then turn that into a TV show. That, yeah. I, I, what, what genius thought of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and what was interesting as well, I was... Um, I heard this and I thought I would share this. Uh, I was in a room with Lewis Howes, who I've lucky, been lucky enough to have as a guest on my show. Um, and he was saying that five years ago when he saw the second wave of podcasters coming in, and he's got a top 
100 global show, i.e. the top 100 podcasts in the world for any category, he's one of those. And he decided to take his show when he saw, you know, a lot of the competition coming. That what else can I do to build an audience? And he started a YouTube channel. But he said he switched off the ads on his YouTube channel. He said, I didn't want some snake oil salesman in front of a uh, yellow and black striped Ferrari selling their sleazy products in front of my podcast. So I switched the ads off. And then he said, fast forward three or four years, like last year, I decided to switch the ads on and just see what would happen. And he said, I built up an audience of 500,000 and I made 20 grand in a day. And he was like, Jesus. And he goes, I did the maths based on the subscribers that I built up over the years. Got back and I literally worked it out, you know, month by month my how, as I gained the subscribers, how much that would have been worth in monetary terms. And you need a, a thousand subscribers to start making money on, on YouTube. And he goes, I left 850 grand on the table of free money, as I would call it, because I don't have to do anything. I'm already making that content. And, it, and then someone else piped up on, the, on this panel and they said, but Lewis, if you'd known that back then, would you not have gone all in on YouTube and started actually paying for your own ads to drive more subscribers to generate more money? He said, you could have had two to three million subscribers generating two to three million pounds instead. And he was like, probably, but hey, you know. And, and he said, now it is generating me seven-figure sum by switching the ads on. And the interesting thing he said for, from podcasting's point of view, the reason why I'm saying this is he said it's now switched that I have more people watching the YouTube channel than listening to the podcast. It's like 55, 45. I thought that was really interesting. I've heard that too. I've heard that. that have you? Mm. Yeah. So in terms of podcasts, um, I think it's easier to get found um, a pod on a podcast. Agreed. Because, because yeah. obviously YouTube is so big. Um, and also I think you build a loyal audience, right? Yeah. In, in terms of, um, and we'll cover that in a bit when we, we kind of talk about why podcasts are so powerful. But you build this loyal audience who basically stick around for longer. And then they actually want to watch you. And then when they actually jump off to go watch you on YouTube, they stick around on the YouTube video. So I actually think that route is better anyway, because I think you build the audience and then they go onto YouTube and YouTube then loves you for your algorithm because they basically want sticky people to stay around and then they will promote you to um, other places and get you seen by other YouTube users. Yeah. Um, so you, YouTube is a, is a, a beast in itself in terms of the way that works um it's something i obviously started my own youtube channel um it's i'm learning every day about you know what the tiny tweaks like the thumbnails and everything like that and what what, what difference it makes to your click-through rates yeah good for but you yeah. i i never i'm i'm putting that as after listening to that and again seeing you put some really polished ones together i'm making that i've always had it that i would do it and i've just pushed it back and pushed it back i pushed it back a whole year you know, and now it's like, okay, let's do it. And and I'll then be about a year and a half behind when I actually wanted to do it. So I'm just going, right. That's the last thing I heard Lewis Howe saying that. And that's somebody I respect and, um, mm. you know, don't muck about any longer. Um, and we've literally got like 300 episodes we can put in there from day one. So again, you can kind of 10x that growth to get to a thousand subscribers that much quicker, just based mm. on sheer, sheer numbers, really. And then grow organically and potentially through paid ads as well yeah concentrate on the thumbnails my one bit of recommendation i'll take that yeah <laughs> right so why are podcasts so powerful what is it about a podcast that makes you just want to listen or engage with it far more than something like a youtube video or a video in general for me it's the fact that you can actually you, you don't have, I mean, and this is just me looking at my, my kids on, you know, on their devices, uh, you know, having to be looking at a screen to be doing whatever they're doing. For me, I love the fact you don't have to be looking at the screen, that you can literally go to the shop, go for a run, uh, drive to work, and you can be listening to a podcast. And even though you're doing another task, you know, it's a very intimate experience, especially if you're wearing, you know, earphones or, or, or headphones. It's that voice in your head. And I think that really 
gets to somebody. It's a real personal connection. Whereas I think looking at a YouTube video, it's just it's just not the same experience. Or watching, you know, Netflix or Amazon on on your um, iPad or your TV, it's not the same intimate experience. So for for me, that's why, uh, you know, I love podcasting, and I think that's why it attracts a real um, passionate listener um, and a passionate audience. And I don't think anything can beat that until, like I say, Clubhouse or the next thing comes along to uh, either compliment that or, or, or take one over on that. So I love what you're saying and, and in terms of, you know, the way it works. But, I mean, I read a stat that 42% of people will listen all the way through. Would you agree with that stat? Is that sound about right? How, how many did you say? 42% of people will listen to it all the way through. Okay. Um, so, again, and this completely changes on um, everybody's podcast. Like when we've got, you know, a, bu a bunch of clients that we, we, we have on different hosting platforms and we can see um, when people are leaving their podcast. It, it's all very different. Whether that's the general um, stat that you got, maybe – that surprises me a little bit, but um, you know, I mean, I'll give you an example. Like when I was working with um, Grenades and Al Barrett on their podcast, and um, I just advised them, they went and implemented it themselves, and then were like, um, "Can you come and have a look? Uh, it's not actually doing anything." And I'm like, "Look at the people you've got on your show. They've got like 20 million YouTube followers. They've got." you know, big influencers, mm. you clearly couldn't have, um, you know, done what was said on the tin. Um, and when I went up there, you know, spent a day, you know, half a day with them up there and they were struggling to crack the top 200 and I, you know, walked away, gave them the advice, you know, and within seven days they were, I think it was number 14 in the chart. So it, they clearly implemented it and worked. But, you know, one of the things I saw was that they were making podcasts that were over an hour long but their audience was leaving after half an hour. It was like 30-something minutes. And right. I'm like, that's telling you, you know, a lot about your audience. And, and you, know, you think of Grenade, a sports nutrition brand. It's like, okay, so is your audience in the gym listening to this while they're working yeah. out? And, you know, the average workout is, I don't know, whatever. For me, it's half an hour. I know other people it's 40 minutes. Other people it's an hour. But that's telling you a lot about your, your audience and or your content you know, i.e. it's, it's, you know, it's not um, punchy enough. You're not, you know, telling the story quick enough. People aren't engaging with it enough. But you see other podcasts out there um, that are, you know, Jocko Willink, his podcast. Um, there's, there's others uh, that I saw and they're, they're hours long. Joe Rogan's are usually a couple of hours long and mm. he's clearly doing a lot right to have like, you know, number one podcast in the world. So, um, so yeah, long-winded answer, but I'm, I'm surprised at, at that. I know mine well, is is higher than that, but I don't think there's anyone out there who would have you know ninety percent plus. No, no, no. I mean, forty-two percent seemed reasonable for the probably the top podcasts. Um, that's what I would say. The 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 ones that are actually um, got the millions of subscribers and followers but um still it's still interesting though because people do stay longer for a podcast i mean i i certainly notice i do and that's because it's where i consume it right as i'm not i'm not looking at a screen i don't need to look at a screen i'm listening i could do other things like you were saying earlier and the biggest one for me is going for a walk mm. and in the car right and my walks tend to be an hour or a commute to somewhere is an hour um, and if I get back in the car and I go back home again, it's another half an hour if the commute's only half an hour. And I think that's only being exacerbated by the kind of in-car technologies that are available. Right. Um, so, so now yeah. it's becoming standard that you've got these Apple CarPlay, uh, technology and Android auto where you could just literally click a button and there you go. You've got millions of podcasts. Well, 2 million podcasts to uh, to search from and play from directly from your car, which I think with a radio show that is incredibly frustrating finding a radio channel and then just kind of dealing with what you've got. And then, so most people tend to just go back to the Spotify playlists or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 
I mean, do you see any other trends like that that makes it, um, you know, podcasts an exciting medium? I mean, that's it, it's only going one way, isn't it? With with um, with with cars having that, and I, I think what will accelerate that is one is one cars getting older, clearly, um, and rules and regulations like you know banning diesel cars, you know, and, and getting that trade in on a car so that you then buy a new car, clearly. Um, but I think when just the pandemic, you know, you've seen podcast listenership go up twenty um, percent in the UK, um, more so. In, I think France was like thirty percent, Italy was twenty something percent. But I think when people do return to the workplace, and I think people will, I think there's clearly going to be some kind of hybrid, and people will, are going to want to have some kind of a, a say now. Uh, or a, or a mix of that whether some of these companies actually allow them to do it who knows who knows but i i think when people can commute again then podcast listenership is only going to continue to grow because that's you know one of the highest ways or means that people used to consume podcasts was uh during a commute and we we just haven't had that you know public transport um you know if you if if you sat on a really crowded bus or train, it's far easier just to have your headphones in and listening to either music on Spotify or a podcast on Spotify compared to having to flip out a laptop or, or look at a screen when you're literally pressed up against a load of people on an underground tube. Eh? I, I actually find it more enjoyable as well, you know, because you could do other things, and and humans are. Uh, inherently itchy like they want they want to get out and do things and to sit down in front of a video uh, especially if it's not the most entertaining can be quite quite tough right whereas you can get up you can walk you do some exercise listen to a podcast you're learning um it depends on the podcast you're listening to you're learning on being entertained and essentially doing something productive at the same time and yeah. I, I think for me that's really powerful but there's, there's the other thing is that you're building relationships with people on a on a weekly basis right which you may be probably not able to do with like a video and, and I, don't, I don't know what that is is, is it because of the episode thing because it's so much easier to get a podcast out weekly than it is to get a video out weekly because of the production value mm. does that create a better relationship with with your listener and potentially your customer yeah, I think so. And also, I think going back to your previous point, I, I also think when you mentioned like walking uh, there as, as an example, look, there's been an explosion in health and wellness and people focusing on their own well-being during the last nine, 10 months or so. And I, I think, you know, you, you just have to see it now with another lockdown, the amount of people actually out there running or cycling because it's like you know at least here in the uk you can go out once a day to exercise so people are going you know the gyms are locked down i can't go to the gym anymore i don't have a gym at home you saw in the summer uh the sales of fitness equipment go through the roof what are people going to be doing though are they going to be you know listening to music or listening to podcasts and i don't know the stats for the music listenership but i, I could imagine it, it's been the same and i think you know if if, if this trend continues and who are we to, to say it doesn't, then again, listenership's only going to increase as people focus more and more on spending that time on looking after themselves, be that, you know, physically, mentally by, you know, going for a run or doing some yoga, practicing some, some mindfulness, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. So, you know, and, you know, imagine how many, I don't know the category, but, you know, how many people have tapped into listening to you know mindfulness meditation podcast i bet you that's seen a massive spike i should have looked at that <laughs> mm. i bet you that's been increased yeah something definitely i hadn't thought about i mean i think the thing with a podcast as well is that you get new fresh content weekly and i know the the, the mindfulness um app that i use head uh was headspace um that releases a daily new meditation or, or mindfulness um kind of episode every day um so so you're not you know it's just one button you click it you just listen straight away and you don't even have to think about it and i think that's something else about podcasts is that you don't tend to think about what you're going to listen to you just know the general category you know the general topics that they cover and that you just press a button and it's downloaded to your phone and it just starts playing 
right? I mean, yeah. that's very unusual. The likes of YouTube, you're not going it's, to, it's, you don't usually click a playlist and start listening to them and start watching them. No. So, so I mean, how do you think that affects the the kind of the audience as well? I mean, do they get locked in to the to the uh, to the, the podcast? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I really do, and I, and I, I know you know personally, I have, um, and I know. I'm always. I would love to know, and I don't know how you can actually do this. And I'm always saying this on my show. You know, if you've listening to my podcast from you know day one, let me know. I would love to know how many people were there at the beginning, of which there were only two in week one. Um, <laughs> but you know, how many people were there in the first year when we were you know only, you know built it up to a couple of thousands to you know now getting um, you know significantly more people listening. It's like how many of them have being with you on that journey but what what I equally love and something I always ask people you know when I do get messages from people uh dms emails saying just literally thank you for your for your podcast it's been a help I always just say what episode did you come in on and I always just think that reveals you know a lot mm. about that person and who they are and what they do um because it's always different in the, in the more clear you know clearly the more podcasts you do the more different um points that people can find your show and then you know i mean you do have um you know this this window to capture somebody's attention because at least on the way i can't can't remember how spotify do it with theirs but with with apple you know it will on the apple podcast app if you don't listen to three podcasts consecutively it will pause the downloading so i always think you know if you get a new listener you better make sure that one in three podcasts is 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 pretty damn good and you just haven't got a couple of filler episodes that you know you had your guests cancel and you just got any old body off the street to come in and record <laughs> one with you because that's how you lose your audience and you know i've seen mine go up and down with with the stats you know over the years at different times and i've tried to maybe do a few different things with it you know and that's called growth isn't it but you see bands do it with albums and the audience there'll be a backlash against it um but you know you kind of got to think from the creative the artist point of view that they've got to be allowed a certain amount of creativity to try different things and for me i i, I you know if i find somebody interesting but they don't fit into you know my niche I would still record it. And that that's when I've seen, you know, the, the numbers drop off and you think, okay, how much of that, how much of that can you do when you built up an audience that are expecting a certain type of podcast and then you, you throw something really left center and they just don't listen to it. And then they don't listen to the next episode because they think you've lost it or, you know, you're plowing a different furrow. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting one, but, you know, I've seen mine now. I've really focused on it um since uh the back end of last year um uh, i made it my focus again and it kind of swayed off and i think it's just natural by the fact that i've you know been investing in other people's podcasts so my focus has drifted from my own show but december january really focused on my show and it and it's gone up over 60% listenership mm -hmm. in literally uh what's that six seven eight weeks which is which is nuts you know and it's like anything isn't it what you focus on grows and what you don't kind of withers away and withers away and dies so it's uh it's an interesting lesson i think so that's good kind of uh segue into you know we have businesses listening to us today what can they do to get started with creating a podcast do you have any kind of steps that you go through that makes it dead easy for them to, to kind of get going yeah absolutely um and and you know a couple of those um procrastination points maybe when people you know see this get it they you know they listen to podcasts or they've started listening to podcasts they can see the benefit to them um as a business be that as you know uh, to start with you know again you've got to play the long game um as a brand awareness exercise as another touch point for their customers to connect with them because look you know are your customers listening to podcasts yes do you have a podcast no okay so where else are they going to go and listen to them if your competitors got a podcast well they're going to be listening to them if they're interested in that kind of uh niche 
Um, you know, so so for me, first of all, is actually trying to work out a um, couple of things. You know, one, what can you podcast about? And if this is, you know, an individual or a business, I think it's it's broadly the same exercise is that you, you literally take a bit of paper, you put a line down the middle and you, you put, you know, what you're really passionate about down on the left hand side, you know, what you love. And on the right hand side, you write down, you know, what kind of expertise or knowledge you have. And then you just join the dots, your simple exercise. You know, what can you talk about? I'm passionate about this and I know something about this. So for me, it was like, okay, um, I love rugby. Um, I've got a rugby coaching qualification. Therefore, I could do a podcast about rugby or literally I love podcasting. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> so I've got a podcast agency. Why don't I launch my own podcast? So, you know, there's really simple exercise that I think people could do because so so many times people get stuck on knowing what they can actually podcast about and then you know if you still don't feel comfortable thinking you know and we get this you know that whole imposter syndrome of like you know I can't speak about anything I'm not knowledgeable I'm not an expert on anything it's like okay just discuss a topic that's in the news be a bit of a dj you know put your slant on something that somebody else has already created and own that because that's your opinion on that piece or get together with a number of other people and discuss it make it even easier bring other people into the equation you know i co-host two other podcasts and one of them is with two friends and that's the easiest podcast in the world you know just sitting there with two two friends interviewing somebody else um so that's one thing um I would definitely do is you know what to what to podcast about and then the other one for me is you know your dream listener um you know who who is that what do they look like what do they do what pain points do they have what problems do they have in their life and you know what solutions can you provide with your podcast you know what solutions can you give your audience to the problems that they are having i think so many businesses can do that can talk about subjects that are relevant to their audience that would solve a problem by getting either an expert on from within their company or an expert from without that company. That And that's only going to elevate that company's credibility and authority by being able to access such you know knowledgeable people and shining a light on that work and then literally solving a problem that their customers have. And, and by that, you're only then, you know, if you do you know, a successful launch like yourself did, you are only going to attract more ideal listeners to your podcast who gravitate towards those problems that you're solving and to that content that you're creating. It's a lot of good tips there. And I think for me, I mean, we managed to get to uh, number eight um, on the tech charts for for Apple Podcasts. And I can't believe it. Uh, what, a, right. what a Christmas present. What a Christmas <laughs> present. It was. It was fantastic. Well done to you. And and that, that I mean, some of the tips that you gave uh, me to do that was basically launch with several episodes at the same time um, and then just get it out there as quickly as possible to as many people as possible. Right. And and we did it on our launch on Boxing Day, uh, which has one of the biggest um, kind of listenership um, over the entire year. Right. Mm. So. So I think that made a lot of sense to kind of um, pack in a lot of uh, growth boosting techniques uh, into one short time span. And obviously that it's enabled me to have a a top 10 podcast. And the uh, the biggest one was the fact that you took action, you know, because you could have quite easily kept pushing it back because it was Christmas. Life does get busy um, and you did it you know, in in a really relatively short time frame. And that, you know, should show anybody that, you know, when you put your mind to something, you, you can actually achieve it. It all depends how motivated you are to get that done. And now you've seen the payoff of that. And you can also see, you know, by, by having a successful launch, that you can now, you know, no reason why you couldn't reach out. For me, I would say you, there's no reason you couldn't reach out to anybody in in that space that you're in now to attract them onto your show. Who wouldn't want to go on a top ten show and and talk about a subject that they're they're passionate about? You know, mm. why wouldn't you? Fantastic. I mean, uh, yeah, it's um, well, it's it's on my LinkedIn uh, title now. <laughs> Quick win CEO top ten yeah. podcast. Um, so uh, as, wearing that as a badge of honor, definitely. 100%. So. Uh, but I mean, 
so we we know um, why a podcast is good. We know how businesses can start with it. But what about technology? What's the bare minimum in terms of technology that a business can just get going with? Well, do you know what? I, 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 and he posts it every year at some point. Tim Ferriss, who, again, has got, you know, one of these top 100 podcasts uh, in the world. And he shows the kit that he still uses. And, you know, he was a big traveler. So he wants stuff that's going to be robust, that can, you know, travel, get bashed about a bit with him. Um, but his is under $100, under $100. And he just said, I just like to keep it simple. You know, the more money you spend, the more complicated the technology can be, the more things can go wrong. And I've always kind of embraced that. And I've, I've got other people who are complete and utter perfectionists, and that's fine. You know, they literally will build a home, have built a home studio with the best equipment. But for those starting out, you don't need to start that way. You can certainly scale up to that way. And, you know, I've definitely scaled up my equipment. Um, I started off literally with uh, spending, you know, 20 odd pounds on, on a headset um with a mic um at 20 pound a month for some editing production software but you've got free software like GarageBand or something that's already on most people's computers you can even use your phone i mean i went to interview maria hatsistafanis who you may or may not know uh in the beauty industry he's got a hundred million dollar company called rodial po podcast called overnight success um Again, top 10 podcast in the fashion space, which is uber, uber competitive. And she literally takes her phone and uses one of the apps on her phone uh, with a clip-on mic that she would plug in, give one clip-on to her guest, one to her. And you can get those for like £9 off Amazon. I mean, yes, I think she should probably upgrade her equipment, <laughs> given she's got a £100 million company and what she could actually do. But, um, I do think... Uh, you can start with literally what's in your phone and the free apps that uh, that come with it. We got uh, some questions as well from uh, um, our audience, and we got one from Ollie James who says, "What would you say the single biggest mistake new podcasts make?" I've always thought it was a lack of frequency and a lack of target audience. Anything else do you think uh, it could be? Uh, that's that's a good one. A lack of lack of a target audience. Um, yeah, I, I think you know not having that focus be that the subject you're talking about and who you're trying to reach. If you've got any mixed messaging, and I, I definitely went through a period of, of that myself when I, I literally switched from interviewing just startups to then um, all of a sudden you're interviewing you know billionaires, multi billionaires, influencers, a listers, all these kind of people. You, you kind of lose your your focus a little bit. Um, but I, I think for me, it's something you alluded to before is literally just launching with one episode, not seeing it get anywhere and then just losing motivation because you don't see it anywhere. Um, and you know, you don't see your listenership picking up. I think that's for me, the biggest mistake that and people don't know about it. They just see most people launch with a show trailer, one episode, then they launch one episode, then every week they launch another one. And it's so hard to build an audience that way. I did it myself. If you can literally do what you do, you did and literally launch with a bunch of content, a package of content already there, you get that Netflix binge effect that people will literally download the lot and then consume their way through it. And that way you get more downloads, you get more visibility and that's how you start getting more eyeballs on your podcast and, and building in a brand new audience. Um, and you'll, you'll end up and you'll find this with yours you know, people in other countries will pick it up. And that's exciting. It keeps you interested as a podcaster, makes it exciting for your audience and, and the potential guests that you can then reach on your show as well. So yeah, a couple of really good points. And hopefully that's, uh, it's, I mean, I could name a few more, but that's definitely right up there for me. Yeah, that was a good answer for you, Ollie, because I certainly thought it was. And he, Ollie's uh, come up with another question. And um, dream guests, have we both got one? Well, I think my dream guest is Stephen Bartlett, um, just because he, he's one of the podcasts I actually listen to on a regular basis, along with Alex's Screw It, Just Do It. And obviously, I've just ticked off one of my uh, dream guests. So uh, thanks, Alex. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> so but yeah for me Stephen Bartlett um I, th I think you know that's the one I'm aiming for at the moment what about you Alex yeah um I I, I don't want to be 
sort of cheesy and say, you know, like Elon Musk, uh, Steve Jobs, if he was still alive, you know, those kind of guys, um, you know, for sure. Um, I would love people like that on the show. But for me, it would be, and I came really close. I got him to do a private video, a clip, and and send it through of him answering a question. But that was Sir Richard Branson. Um, and, you know, he used to be my old boss. Um, clearly, if I'd had a brain on me at the time and I'd thought of it, I would have interviewed him instead of just been busy drinking beers with him uh, <laughs> in foreign locations when I worked for Virgin Atlantic. But I did get him on a WhatsApp recording a video and sending it to me of answering, asking the first question at one of my events that Virgin was sponsoring. Uh, and it was Ted Baker, founder Ray Kelvin. And, and he answered the question on like the big screen in front of the audience. So I can kind of tick that box and I can't tick that box. So yeah, for me, yeah. Um, that would be my dream one. So um, I think you'd have to go to Necker Island though to uh, to actually record it, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Get a free holiday out of it. But um, okay, I mean, let's we, we've we've talked a lot about podcasts, so let's kind of wrap up with your um, your top three quick wins for creating a, a podcast. What are the three things that you you have to get people to to do when when they're creating a podcast? Top three things that uh, get people to do when um, creating a podcast um, for me would be working out exactly who your dream listener is, okay, and literally building out a profile, giving them a name. If that's Sarah or Bob or whatever it is, you know, what age they are, um, where do they live, uh, are they married, do they have kids, how much money do they earn, what do they do for a job, um, what problems what situation are they at in life are they struggling are they successful you know getting that honed down means that every question you ever have about your podcast you ask yeah. bob or sarah to give you the answer instead of asking you know me or crowdsourcing your your entire audience so i would say that's the first one um for me the second one is picking a subject that you can talk about and are passionate about talking about that you're not going to be bored about talking about in three months or a year or three years. For me, I feel I haven't even scratched the surface when it comes to entrepreneurship, and we're year four nearly. You know, we're in year four. Um, that is key because I see so many people drop out, get bored, and they've just picked a subject that they thought might have been sexy or they might have been, um, you know, of that time. You know, people doing podcasts, for example, just about the pandemic or COVID. I'm bored about that after nine months. Don't know who else is bored about that. I'd imagine it's quite a lot of people. I don't know how successful those podcasts are anymore, but they were flying back in April 2020. They were the most popular subjects to actually listen to podcasts about. I don't think that's the case anymore, to be honest with you. Um, and for me, the third one is, look, for me, I, I started my podcast because I wanted to to learn and to connect with um, the people that I admired, that I looked up to, um, the likes of a, a Richard Reed from Innocent. You know, I was like, yeah, that's an amazing company. I consume your products. I love it. Um, how did you do that? I literally use this as the equivalent of a Harvard MBA, you know, and I've done it for, you know, pretty much free. So um, for me, it's, it's use this, you know, to connect with the people that you wouldn't otherwise able that you wouldn't otherwise think you would ever be able to connect with. Use it as a tool for that to build your network, to connect to those people, and therein lie the opportunities, not just for podcasting, but for life, you know, without sounding too too dramatic, because it's 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 been the case for me. A really good quick wins. Uh, people are going to get a lot of value from those. So if they want to go and create their own podcast and they want to um, do it themselves and they want to do it today, how can they do that? Where can they learn more about that? What resources are available? Yeah, I mean, look, pe people can go. Um, you, you can do what most people probably do is just go straight to YouTube and start looking at some YouTube videos. For myself, I, I tried to put together you know, a whole program where you literally take somebody's step by step and you know eliminate all of those classic mistakes that we talked about before because what i hate seeing people do and I, I did a free facebook group last year that i've still got that about 30 people you know when lockdown happened i thought i've got this free time let's teach people how to launch podcasts but um because it was just on a daily basis people you know were doing their own thing 
seen so many of them launch it and not actually get anywhere with it and not continue with it. So for me, you know, I put together um, a course. Um, I've got a free Facebook group, which again, I teach people every day. So the, the easiest way for me is if people want to learn from me, if they found value in, in this conversation, easiest way is come, go straight to the Facebook group and do what these other people have done um, and, you know, listen to the, the free lives that I do there every day. But actually implement what I do. Don't be, you know, like 90% of the people in that group, which is procrastinate, sit on the fence and think it's not the right time right now. You know, it's that classic thing, you know, whether you're getting married or buying a house, uh, the dream job, there's, there's never a right time. It is, you know, um, just a case of doing it, you know, biting the bullet and doing it. And um, how, how do they find that, that Facebook group? What's it called? Yeah, Podpreneur. So literally... Um, go to facebook groups and go to podpreneur um and that is literally you know um we help entrepreneurs launch podcasts hence the name podpreneur um quickest way literally just go to the free facebook group there's loads of resources uh within the group loads of free um downloads um you know templates cheat sheets roadmaps that we we give away every so often when we're doing the lives in the group and if people want to connect with you how can they do that yeah so easiest way linkedin at alex chisnell um or instagram it's at alexander chisnell um those are the, the two easiest ways um to to get hold of me just just drop me a message um i always just say give me a little while to get back to you um especially ever since i went on um what was i talking about before the the the, the, the platform that i've just gone on uh, clubhouse my dms have been absolutely flooded so i'm taking the time to um to get through to people but i will always get back to people great thanks alex really appreciate your time today i think a lot of people are going to get a lot of value from that um and you get back to the, the stage on clubhouse <laughs> <laughs> i will do thank you for your time greatly appreciated thanks alex bye-bye so Thank you for joining today. I felt that it was incredibly valuable. I don't know how you guys felt, but remember there are other podcasts that you can listen to, especially what is streaming. Um, I'll put a link in the comments so that you can go there and see them because honestly, there's some great value here. Anyway, where can you find those podcasts? So there's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure you can subscribe, you write a review. Honestly, it makes a massive difference. And if um, you'd really want to, to kind of write a review as well, what we can do is enter you into a competition. So you just go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, scroll to the bottom, write a review, and then email quickwinceoahair.digital to say that you have entered. But I hope you enjoyed that. And until next time, I'm your Quick Win CEO, signing out.